welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a Linktree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can list to the podcast plus links to PayPal, Venmo, and Buy Me a Coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, and on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC for all the latest news, reviews, and interviews. mother of all balls has arrived and well let's just remind the kids that two-thirds of the clothes were brought from home just saying it's time to talk all things drag race 16 and here with me to analyze 42 looks is the daughter of a mother spectra electra how are you i'm lovely how are you i have announcement i lose again i didn't win any glam awards again didn't happen i mean it's it's all just it's all just one big popularity contest anyway. It literally is, because I'm literally in the, the, the public vote. Not in, If I lose to my peers, I'm okay. That's fine. But yeah. in a peer vote, that's I get it. But to lose in a fucking popular vote, that's just not the tea for me, hunty. Yeah, I don't know. They changed it, and they should really just go back to having people from within the community vote instead of just letting anyone vote. I mean, as I said already, the Glam Awards are officially broken when Adina Menzel wins the Glam Award for Best Music Video. Thank you. And on that note. Uh, really, the only drag news of the week, I don't remember if I talked about it before, but the cast of Drag Race Belgique is officially here. Season two. Are you excited? Um, You know, I wish I could be excited for drag anymore. It's it's so hard to keep up with all of the seasons. Um, it, I really only get excited for the U.S. seasons anymore because mm-hmm. the international seasons, for me, it's I don't find them enjoyable to watch because I don't get the references, I don't get the the humor. It's just there's too much of a cultural gap. So essentially, you're saying you are uncultured. You are an American. Yeah, basically, self awareness is key. Yes, it is. Um, you would rather prefer watching shows about like feuds instead. <laughs> yeah, a very a very Americanized feud. Mm-hmm. Any any specific ones? Any any that you got a little tease of? Maybe. Um, I mean. Season two of FX's feud, uh, Capote versus the Swans. Oh my God! It's like you dressed up as a swan. It's almost like I was there and I met Molly Ringwald, um, and Demi Moore and all of the other swans, and it was literal insanity. But enough about me. That sounds like so much fun. I saw the photographs with dear friend of the pod Heidi Ho was there. Mm-hmm. Good people. Good people. Uh, but we're here to talk, to talk about the Drag Race 16 television program. And as always, I must leave a disclaimer. And I'm just going to continue to go slow at the beginning of the season because I need people to know what we're doing and not come for me when I come for the 
girlies. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality television show characters as presented to us, a reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said in this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. Now, Spectrum. We're going to talk about the girlies, especially some that you and I know, some that have been on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. And most of them I love dearly, but um, it's fair to say um, they did not listen to the podcast in preparation for the show. Yeah, you can definitely say that. So anyone who's going to be on Drag Race in the future, just be 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 sure to like at least tell me and and allow me to give like ten minutes of feedback and information that you can bring to the show when you go on, um, because it hurts my soul that I have to read some good pals today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were definitely some interesting choices. Let's get into it. The girls are back and playing Jane has won. She is feeling amazing. She says it feels correct and tells the girls to take note. Now we will discuss Miss Jane and her aura the entire episode. Do you see her as an actual villain or an antagonist for airtime? Um, You know, I feel like it's always hard to tell because it's always very easy to be like, oh, it's the edit, it's the edit, it's the edit. But at the end of the day, you say what you say and like it's all being recorded and I don't care how like you cut it splice it whatever like I feel like the shit that she's saying is just so hateful and like sometimes just like so far out in left field it's like you can't blame on the edit I think right. she's really a spiteful person and uh you know she thinks she's being funny and cute and like trying to read the girls but uh if that's what she's trying to do it's not coming off like that now you don't have to name any names do you know anybody like that in your drag community um i mean i just feel like the jersey community as a whole like that's very much like how we interact with people it's like you know we're very like you know if you're friendly with someone like you can read them like you know it's very it's a sisterly thing to do but like it's doesn't come from like a hateful place like we Mm -hmm. know it's a joke like we know it's it's all like it's all in good fun but like if you don't know someone like that, that's not a line you cross. Right. Now, Jane is feeling great about Raider Queen. Hershey wouldn't mind knowing where she placed, and I say be careful what you wish for. Not all the girlies want to know. Now, suddenly the alarm sounds, the TV turns on, whatever could it be for? The spooky faces of the first group appear, and bam, here they are. Now, they're not wearing the runway looks from the first episode, which I think I would have preferred because everyone's on equal footing now these girls are looking like better than the the second group because they got to wear whatever they wanted to wear what would you prefer i feel like it would be more interesting if they came in in their runway outfits because the other groups in the runway outfits and Mm -hmm. like of course the first thing the girls are going to do is be like oh like who won who did this who did that and like start picking them apart so like i feel like they should be in their runways like you said they're all in evil even playing field and you can be like oh well you know what she's wearing is a choice and like oh well you know she obviously did well or like her runway saved her etc etc so then they're you know they're all in the same uh prompt now we got a lot of looks to analyze so we're not going to analyze these looks but i do want to point out two things one mirage's weird eye makeup and two um amanda once again in that ill-colored breastplate don't even get me started on her fucking breastplate you know, you know how I... I mean, do. you've been on this podcast talking about that shit before. Mm-hmm. And you also know that, you know, me as a titty girl, you know, I put a lot of time, patience, and effort into color matching my face to my tits to my body. Yes. Um, 
and somebody else um, made some interesting choices with color, but we'll get to that later. Oh, we're going to talk about Plain Jane. All right, the girls are going to praise after a little brief standoff. Plasma is happy to see her New York girlies, but once again, how much interaction had she had with them prior to the season? Lord knows. Everyone in New York knows everyone, so I wouldn't be surprised. But that's the thing. Everyone knows everybody, but not everyone works with everybody. And I, I feel like maybe Plasma Tsunami might have some sort of crossover, but Plasma and everybody else, I don't see how there ever would have been a crossover work-wise. Yeah, there, there is a big difference between like working with someone and knowing of someone. Mm -hmm. I, I can definitely say that. Um, but I feel like at least from the New York standpoint, I feel like they definitely all at least know of each other. And I feel sure. like that's better than not at all. Now, Tsunami will tell us that Miss Plasma, the Broadway girl, talks a lot, which is true. We, we love her for that. Mm -hmm. We love her for she, that. She is taking on um, that uh, weaponizer, the BFA weaponizer yes, that is, um, that typecast is. to a T. Now, Dom and Megami. Well, Megami says to Dawn that this was her thing. And I feel like that projection is actually her inside feelings. That what was her thing? Being on Drag Race. I don't think she wanted to share this moment with anybody. I really do think Nami wanted to be the sole New York queen. But that's never going to happen. It could happen. Stranger things have happened. It could happen. It could happen. Um, but she's really not happy another broken girlie is there. Now, for the second time in a row this week... We have an opinion on Megami shared in confessional. This time from Dawn, who says her reputation is the Eeyore of drag. So I guess it's like, thanks for noticing me, Debbie Downer Realness. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this preview previous reputation thing is going to come into play this season? Because this is now the second time someone's talked about her reputation. And it's not coming from me, which is a shocker. I mean, I think so. I feel like that there was, you know, the editing is there for a reason. And, you know, maybe we're going to see something like, you know, she is like getting down on herself or like she starts like doubting herself. Like there's there's definitely a pattern there. And I think reputations can be very powerful, especially when, you know, the girl's like, oh, well, I know her and I know X, Y, Z about her. And because it's nothing about her drag. It's been spicy and Eeyore. Yeah. Not great adjectives to uh, go into a reality show with. No, not not po no uh, positive connotations there. No. All right. Now, uh, after the meet and greet, it's time to learn about one another. Let's start with mandatory meeting the L.A. girl. Uh, and Miss Plain Jane will tell us exactly what she thinks about her in confessional. She thinks her drag looks hideous and apologizes to the drag race audience for having to witness such a goblin. Speaking of, bring back Princess Poppy. The fucking Emmys. I mean, I don't know when the fuck this became Plain Jane's drag race, but, you know, she this whole episode, she's just really doing the most maya morphine are the miami girls and maya tells us she knows morphine who she calls cute and that her drag is basic now plain jane tries to claim miami but we will learn that she does have a connection to the miami girl on the other couch morphine is her drag sister plain jane is a morphine stand for her big ass and shady personality and the problem with plain jane once again was that truth or sarcasm your guess is as good as mine. And that's the thing that I think, unfortunately, she doesn't realize she doesn't she hasn't explained to us. She might actually feel like she is a stan of her, but we don't we don't know that she believes believes that. And it sucks. To yeah, feel like she's an antagonist. It's it's hard to figure out like what she like what's genuine and what's supposed to be sarcasm because it's mm -hmm. all just reading on the same plane. Jane. 
Morphine is the biological daughter. Plain Jane is the adopted garbage baby. You have uh, drag siblings, right? Yes, I do. Are they a biological or are they adopted garbage babies? Um, I don't know. I feel like it depends on the day. Oh, <laughs> did they say that about you too? Lord knows. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just like, um, you know, with any drag family, there's always drama, there's always shenanigans and whatever. So I say it depends on the day, but at the end of the day, I was like, I have many a sister and you know what, what my drag mother does and who she claims that's her business. That's fair. That's fair. Plain Jane is revealed that she won the wet talent show and morphine is gooped and gagged. She's surprised. Why do you think she feels that way? Will this competitive nature be the storyline for these two this season? I mean, it could be, I feel like, you know, having that competitive, like pitting two Queens against each other. It's a simple formula to create drama. So who knows? They could go with it and run with it, or it could just be one of those storylines that they start it and then it stops. Sophia and her opera talents are revealed to have won the talent show on her side. And Plasma is like, we already know what vocal part you sang, Miss Diva, Miss Bass. And Sophia is like, watch it, youth. I sing soprano. Because she's got, what, six octave range? How many octave range do you have? Not that many. No. Now, Plasma in Confessional says that Sophia thinks she's somebody, but as a fellow singer, she is interested to hear what she has to bring. Now, I don't want to pull back the curtain too much, but I know that was shady editing from the show. Plasma is not that stupid to talk about Safira in a derogatory manner. No, ma'am. Come on. I can't. No. No. Yeah, it, that that felt a little like it was a little like too on the nose. It was like also if she's a singer, she knows how impressive it is when someone says they have a six octave range. That's she not literally said Julie Andrews. Like that's not something you just like pull out of your ass. Like I yeah, that was that was some shoddy editing. Yeah. Well, the girls put their hands in and scream. Season sixteen, the race has started. Oh boy. I wish we had a normal season opener. I want all 14 to meet each other in the workroom at once. Yeah, like, I don't know. Part of me likes the the split premiere because I feel like it does, like, let us, like, get to know the queens. Um, but also, I feel like at this point, it's just, like, it's so drawn out. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what season it was, but there was one season when they did a split premiere, but they both happened on the same night. And it was just that two- was last season, my darling. Was it last season? Yeah, I remember when we they did that weird uh, talent opening number thing, like the pageant thingy. Listen, there's been so many seasons of Drag Race between then and now that felt like it was a lifetime ago when it was only 14. Yep, see, there you go. There it is. My point exactly. I don't feel bad about forgetting anymore. It's a new day. The lipstick boxes are on the table. Oh, shit, what's inside? Let's find out. The winners will open their box and they have the immunity potion. It's very death becomes her meet survivor. Mm-hmm. Do you think they tried to get Rue to be Isabella Rossellini and she just vetoed it? I think that would have been hilarious, but also mm-hmm. I guarantee half of these fans would have had, would not have gotten the reference. Nor the youth of this cast, Miss Plasma knew the reference. She's the one who had to educate it, everybody. Plasma is also like a six-year-old woman trapped in a twink's body. So it's true. It is true. Rue arrives and you know what? That gold suit, that is what dreams are made of. I was here for it. I would wear that to the Glam Awards if I had money. 
yeah if you had if we had the money for the klein epstein parker suits mm-hmm. to kick off the day rue will dive right into the facts of the immunity potion they can save themselves from elimination or save another queen okay it does have an expiration date that part i don't really care about right now yeah it's the save another queen part gag mm-hmm. i mean they're, they're just trying to I don't want to say like they're trying to force alliances like they want the queens to start like pairing up and like you know if like if their good judy is going to be in the bottom they know they can save them mm-hmm mm-hmm i like it if you yeah, keep listen, queen I, every week. I think yeah i'm not a huge fan of the raid of queen but i feel like the immunity potion like i can get behind it given the format of the show with the potential of raid of queen being extended beyond this week would you ever consider using it on a sister Using the immunity potion? That's correct. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's so many other factors. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, one, it has an expiration date. Two, of course I want to save my own ass first. And three, I mean, not for nothing. I was like, save yourself before you save someone else. At the end of the day, they're all trying to win the race. So Spectre just admitted, I'm not the best at everything. Listen. <laughs> she doesn't have delusion aid yet. No, not yet. I love they say yet. <laughs> You're young. You're no, actually, it's the other way around. When you get older, the delusion goes away, and you realize it's the kids. The, yeah, yeah. All right, for this week's Maxi Challenge, they are having a ball. It is the mother of all balls. Look number one category is Mother Goose, an outfit inspired by classic nursery rhymes. Look number two category is Significant Mother, an outfit inspired by your favorite famous mom. And look number three category is Call Me Father. Mother Alaganza from scratch. They need to create a mother of the ball outfit only using menswear, manly suits, flannels, work clothes, and things clearly from Boy Spectra's closet. Uh, we follow a boy account. We know we love that you love the flannel. And we love flannel. We love denim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, now, they, um, in the, the, the day and age of drag race right now, and 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 uh, the community and the LGBTQ plus um power we have. Love that we're doing an entire runway based on the binary. Yeah, and and stereotypical gender roles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so whoever decided that one in TV, I think we should maybe like pull back and be like, don't do this again. Not a bad thing. I'm just saying like maybe strip away a little bit. Maybe they, they just chose the wording a little better. Yeah, there there we go. Um, Now, I want to talk about the first two categories. Mother Goose. Mm-hmm. Nursery rhymes, because apparently at your youthful, you probably had nursery rhymes sang to you like a month ago. Um, and and uh, significant mother, what would you have done for each of these two looks? Because as a reminder, you ring those from home. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like for um the nursery rhymes, I would have done um either um old mother Hubbard who lived in a shoe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just because that's a plan my boy name and also I think that'd be funny to um, you know have some sort of like a giant like shoe fascinator like something to make it very whimsical um, Great, love or it. do something like three blind mice or three mm-hmm. little pigs but also there's a lot of discourse online as to what was actually like a nursery rhyme and such we will talk about it because I had to do some research they all actually are nursery rhymes Okay, there are a few yeah, that so I was I, questioning, but they actually are. Okay, so then there would there would have to be some that like I'd have to like look into and figure out like what actually is a nursery rhyme or not. 
I uh, just want to know if they were assigned these or if they picked them because how did we get through this entire episode and no one did Jack and Jill? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know they had to they had to have, like claimed them somehow because there was no repeats and that was very impressive. Um, we love when that happens now. After Kimono Gate, we don't do that no more. And uh, Madonna Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was Kimono Gate. Oh yeah. Madonna well, Madonna. yeah, but then also there was yeah. Everyone had a kimono. Everyone wore diamonds. Are a girl's best friend. Yes, yes, and, yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'd have to do research on the nursery rhymes. Um, for significant mothers, um, I mean, I probably would have done Gaga. Um, okay, okay. We're gonna talk about Gaga. Um, I'm sure you would have done a little more research to pick a better look, inspiration. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I definitely would have either gone that route or i would have gone um more um kate goslin <laughs> not john and kate plus eight um or i would have done uh, actually no that's a lie i would have done snooki mm-hmm. snooki would have worked i mean we didn't have um carol brady i mean how many amazing sitcom moms were left out of the on the cutting room floor yeah i mean were they were they able to do sitcom moms though because isn't that, isn't that copyright if Paramount owns it, I'm sure they could fucking figure it out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The race is on to grab material. Again, we know what your boy wardrobe looks like. What materials would you have gone after first? Um, I mean, honestly, I probably would have gone after the denim because I've worked with the denim before and I know it has really great structure. Um, but I probably would have gone for the denim. Um and I probably would have gone for um, anything that had like buttons, zippers, or pockets um, that you know I could use to um, embellish the outfit or use as closures. Um, I mean, you know this. I was like, I talk about every sewing challenge. So one of my favorite things is to like deconstruct and reconstruct clothes. Like this challenge would be very much up my alley. So whatever I ended up with, I could have made it work. Would we have gone with a gown, a pant? I mean, um, honestly, I feel like a gown is, th- they always live for a gown when mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. challenge. So I feel like a gown is always a good, safe option, or it could be a winning option, depending on how it's executed. Now, Morphine has a concept in mind with blue suit, but Plain Jane took that blue blazer right from under her. She is left with the scraps, and I think maybe that was a setup because of those two having their little rivalry. But there was too much content in this episode to find out if it was. <clears throat> but why, Denim? is the first thing you go for on Drag Race. Because, I mean, I say, as much as you think it's a great material to work with, it's reductive. As we will learn later in this episode. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take it back. I think it's actually the number two most reductive concept on Drag Race. Number two. To the infamous Vivian Westwood inspiration. Thanks, Melinda Verga, for fucking it up for everybody once again. I mean, honestly, some some of these girls were not very creative. All I'm saying, just give me one night of a thousand Vivian Westwoods. Let everyone fucking live their Vivian Westwood fantasy and stop doing Vivian Westwood on Drag Race. It is tired. It is done. It is done on literally every franchise now. You put a piece of plaid on a body and it's Vivian Westwood inspired. You can say that again. The girls get to work, and some of the girls not excited to do this challenge. Safira is going to make a gown made out of denim, and Dawn says what I'm thinking. What a groundbreaking idea. 
But Dawn knows she will do well as she loves to sew and create. And that's essentially all the Dawn plot line we get in this episode till the very end because she is not a contender. Which is crazy because like she is one of the seamstresses of the season. Mm-hmm. She was feeling motivated after being in the top. And yes, we already know she can sew and design. She didn't get immunity, but this is the challenge she is dying for. She wants to do something up and Vivian Westwood punk. Okay, fine, fuckers. Take a drink every time you hear anyone mention Vivian Westwood. It can be one of your favorite libations, a sip of water, whatever you want to do. Whenever we say Vivian Westwood, sip up. Take a drink. Q is feeling ambitious. Dawn is speaking over Q, and they are the seamstresses and believe they are each other's biggest competition. Meanwhile, there's a banana lady waiting in the wings. Is it better to go on to Drag Race and not show your cards and just surprise everybody in the challenge well yeah because i feel like as soon as the girl's like oh i know how to sew and then all of a sudden they're helping everyone else thread their Mm -hmm. machines and fix their needles just shut up keep your head down keep it moving moving over to mirage she is serving skin tight mini dress an eight inch heel and a smile i mean if it worked for georgia's yeah i mean they love a skin tight nothing on a skinny queen she unfortunately has made it too skinny and Plasma calls it what Robin Williams pops up in when he comes back in Jumanji. Mama is shreds. Also, that movie is probably older than both you and Plasma, so fuck all the way off. I mean, at least I've seen Jumanji. That's a good thing. I'm, I'm glad you have. I'm, I'm glad you have. Now, Rue is back and already we got the girls going to step into her office in groups uh, because there are too many divas to have one-on-one chats right now. Megami, Maya, Q, and Mirage are up first, where everyone but Maya knows how to sew. We will get a follow-up question on that, right? No, of course not. Rue just wants to talk about Miami. Because finally, two bitches from Miami after a season of the first bitch from Miami, let's find out about them. Are they friends? They're cool. Is that really code for I hate that bitch? I mean, I don't feel like it's a good thing. Who are you cool with? Not, I'm not going to air that out on the podcast. How Come on, fine. When I bring you on this year for a solo interview, finally, you're going to have to air it for me. Thank you. Uh, I guess. You know you can't wait to play Tea Time. Well, yes, but only only when I'm supposed to be shady, I can be shady, but I'm not right, going to air my grievances. Maya was surprised to see Morphine as she says she's not a girl that performs, but a pretty girl who is focused on her looks. I mean, welcome to the new age of drag race. Social media queens rise to the top. Do you feel like drag race is evolving with the times? Or do you think drag race is too afraid to go with the talent that's back at home in exchange for the queens that have the follows? Uh, I feel and like I'm specifically yeah. talking about Drag Race US because I feel I have a different conversation when yeah, it comes yeah. to the it, international ones. Yeah, it's definitely different depending on the different franchises. I feel like yes and no. I feel like they always like play into this trope of like old drag and new drag, like especially when they have the twins. You know, it was very much like you know they were like, oh well, like they're just the social media girls, and like they're gonna pin the social media girls against like you know the the old school girls. They're doing like traditional drag. And it's the, it's the same storyline, same shit, different font, where it was like, you know, everyone versus the pageant queens, like the alt queens versus the pageant queens. Now mm-hmm. it's just social media girls 
versus like you know the the bitter old queen so like it's it's the same storyline just in a different font Hugh has pressure as a designer. We are going to find out her grandma taught her a lot of stuff as they did crafts and sewing together, but they don't talk anymore. Hugh reveals that she thought she would get AIDS from doing drag, and Q says she doesn't know how she's supposed to have a relationship with someone who doesn't see them as equal. Rue tells her that for her grandma to accept her artistry, she would have to deconstruct her whole belief system. She is locked into one thing, even if that means saying goodbye to people they love. It's ridiculous. She misses her grandma, but says she has gotten to a point in her life where she surrounds herself with people who love her as life is too short. Obviously, a very important story. Interesting that we're getting the Rue perspective as opposed to the mirror um, perspective with the rest of the girls. Uh, hopefully, some healing can come. I recently, now that I'm a writer for Collider doing reality te television features, wrote an article about RuPaul and why they continue to win Best Host. And it's moments like this because Ru, unlike many other reality TV show hosts, isn't there to just keep the, the, the excitement going along. They're not there at the tribal council to just snuff someone's storage out. Ru is involved in the conversations with the queens, whether we mock it or not, as we will hear one of the girls reference in her saboteur later. Rue actually gets conversations out of Drag Race contestants that do not happen on any other television program. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it's more successful than others, and sometimes it feels more genuine than others. Mm -hmm. But the, that's why Rue is such a good host, because Rue does everything that all the other hosts do singularly. Correct. Now it's time for this foursome, as with 42 looks to go, the edit has officially told us that Mirage and Megami have no bearing in this plus episode, so thanks for playing. Goodbye. Up next is Nymphia, Plain Jane, and Morphine. Once again, this Miami plotline is front and center. Morphine will just come out and say that she knows of Maya. She has watched her perform a couple times and has, in fact, given her a dollar. Ouch. Again, not a good thing. No. Why are we being told about this Miami plot line? Of all the things we could talk about here. They're gonna do something with it. And we don't know what that something is yet. However, they're gonna do something with it. For Morphine's look... She's going to take a note from Rue. She wants it to be assless. Now, we've learned that on Drag Race, most of the time when Rue gives you a note, you have to take it because even if the note's wrong, Rue, you gotta you got to please mother, right? You have to listen to Rue, and sometimes it works out in your favor, and sometimes it doesn't. Nymphia has ties where she shares that she will deconstruct them and make them one piece of fabric. That's going to take a lot of time. It says her hands move very quickly. Also allegedly true about Spectra good fucking bye that's what it says on one of the uh, rest stops in jersey on the turnpike um i will need photographic evidence of that please and thank All right, you i'll send it to you don't worry nymphia says she is a couturier she is a seamstress or so we've been told she's really keeping her cards close at hand and so so is the edit mm -hmm. do you think this is a setup for an overall nymphia is a superstar with all the talents in the world plotline. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it could also just be like her just, you know, being like making her own choice and being like, I'm going to keep my cards really close. Like, I don't know like how much of it is like really the edit 
But regardless, I think it was really smart because everyone was doubting her. They're like, she's like, they're going to take apart all those ties and it's going to be ugly. And she did mm-hmm. nothing of the sort. And plain Jane, thanks for coming, but you are not a player in this week's outcome. Thank you. Next. Shocker that we did not hear from plain Jane and Rue yet. Well, because plain Jane got enough, uh, she got enough airtime. It's Amanda Dawn, Geneva, and Hershey's time to come on over, baby. And Amanda is told immediately that she looks prettier without the makeup on. Is that when you would just quit and self-eliminate? No, because when RuPaul finds you attractive at a drag, you do very well. Look at Crystal. That's true. That's true. Uh, have you seen that people have found uh, boy Amanda's uh, uh, BFA photos? No. They're starting to circulate um, because they too were a tenor. Um, now, I've known boy Amanda uh, for a very long time, even before the drag. Um, an evolution has happened uh but yeah uh when you see those photos um trade interesting amanda will buy herself another week by telling rue that it was her inner saboteur who did her makeup see that's how you do well in drag race just self 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 self-reference in this group, they all claim to know how to sew, but Rue only believes Dawn, and I thought this was so much fun. Rue barely knows these bitches, and Rue's already reading them to filth. Yeah, I was like, I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? You're like, yeah, like, I know she could, like, what? How did, there's no way he knows. Someone no. fed them to the earpiece. They're yeah. just like, yes, smile and wave. Dawn will show Rue her design, and she will have overalls and go all the way from the top of her boot to over her shoulder. An overall boot. Have you ever made an overall boot? Um, I have not, although I enjoy the idea of the overall boot. Rue finds it very Jean-Paul Gaultier. Did you understand the reference? No, that one I didn't get. Me either, me either. I was like, that was, a, that was a reach. Now Miss Hershey will be using socks as inspiration as she is making a pleated skirt. It's not cute. Yeah, that that was a choice. Rue tells her to embellish and make a statement to show who she is, which means it's time to reevaluate you and Danger Girl. So it's safe to say that up until that point, Miss Hershey did all that work to put those socks together, right? She sewed a straight stitch over the top. I wouldn't call that a lot of work. For a non-sewer, that's a lot of work. Okay, well, you're... Listen, this is now the millionth season of Drag Race. If you don't have at least basic sewing knowledge, you're setting yourself up for failure. Can you make a sock, uh, a sock skirt? Um, You know, I've never thought to make a sock skirt, although I think if I really had to, I think I could. I think so, too. Now, before Rugo's mysterious folder is now in her hand, it's the secret classified dossier with the results of Ray to Queen. Oh, and they will get one more chance to Ray to Queen. They will rate each other from top to bottom, and based on their ratings, the three tops, the three bottoms will remain on stage to be critiqued by the judges. Two queens will lip sync for their lives, and one will go home. Now, with the dossier, if you were there, would you like to know the results? And would those results impact how you would rank this round of Ray to Queen? I mean, I don't think so. I think I like I would want to know where I ended up, but also that week has already gone and passed. Like we're on to the next thing, so like that rating really has no bearing on what's going to happen next. Do you watch Survivor? I do. 
Do you watch Big Brother? No, don't watch Big Brother. Do you watch The Circle? I do watch The Circle. Yeah, this these ratings stick in your brain. They are there because you need to know where people think you are. Oh, no. I mean, I definitely can affect you. But I think, you know, like, it'll affect more people, like, some people more than it'll affect others, I think. Plain Jane is a bit panicked knowing how she ranked Nymphia and is hoping the results are not shown how they were each rated. She voted Shady Boots and is not excited for them to know how she did things. I kind of wish it was in there because I would love to see how that really would shake up the workroom. But I think with 14 Queens, it was too many to make that happen. Yeah, but you knew it was shady because Plain Jane was Panicked. terrified. Mm-hmm. She was panicking. All right, let's let's reveal the Raid Queens for group one. First position, Sophia Crystal. Second position, Q. Third position, Dawn. Fourth position, Mirage. Fifth position, Morphine Love Dion. Sixth position, Zunami Muse. Seventh position, a mandatory meeting. For group two, first position, Plain Jane. Second position, Geneva Carb. Third position, Nymphia Wind. Fourth position, Plasma. Fifth position, Maya Iman LePage. Sixth position, Hershey LaCour Jete. And seventh position, Megami. All right. Any surprises? I don't think so. I feel like most of them were were pretty pretty on par. Was I happy to see Megami in seventh position? Rue, never. She was sad and disappointed. She really thought she showed something different and unique, but as Meatball said, protect bad drag. Yeah, she... Listen, I get it. She, you know, she had a, a wonderful message. However, you know... Plain Jane said it best. You take away the signs. What was the talent? It was just a lip sync. How many times have you been at a competition and seen someone try to do a politically charged number like that? It doesn't work. Mm-mm. She should know better. She tried to do it before. Um, do you think this would influence how they would vote in the next Raid of Queen? Should you play a dirty game and put the top girls in the bottom as Megami suggests to the room? I mean, I think you can. I was like, because if you are playing Survivor and you know someone has immunity, make them have to use immunity, baby. Because then you're all back on equal playing field. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm. Every time the queens have the power, they always say it's like, oh well, I can eliminate my competition. Now, obviously, on Canada's Drag Race Four, we had the Golden Beaver. Here we have the Raider Queen. Should we keep bringing unique twists into the seasons as Drag Race gets older and older? Yes and no. I mean, I think there's pros and cons to it. I think it does keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think also, you know, it can make for some very messy eliminations and like people are going to be upset. It, you know, there's some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. It really just depends. Megami's a cosplayer, if you didn't know that already. She says she can't be in the bottom as she makes her own looks. Maya is stressed out. It's not up her alley. She has never made a top before. And girl, this is season 16 of Drag Race. Why you no go to sew class? At, at, at least basics. Something Just one. Basic. We will see her with her tube top, and it's not even like a survivor buff. Like It's not going to get on top of her. It is not helping anybody. Nymphia is not really nervous about anyone, though she will read Plain's Pra Cup. So Morphine will poke the bear and ask how Plain Jane is doing, and Plain Jane will continue her antagonistic ways and tells her that she has the immunity potion, so Nymphia thinks she's about to be raided in the bottom. Could you imagine if she did that? 
That would have been awful. But good television. Oh, fantastic television, but awful. Now, Plain Jane tells her that she would never put her in the bottom. What do you think the text exchange was like after the episode aired? Insanity. Do you think it was in the group chat or uh, DM? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it was probably in the, you know, the side group chat. Right, right, right. Which one? The, the, the like what? Twelve of them. They probably have twelve different side group chats. Yeah, you know they they've all have sectioned off into their own little mm-hmm. group chats. Plain Jane is worried. Nymphia knows how she ranks her and thinks that she might return the favor. She will call her on a bluff and tells her that she played pretty fair, which is not necessarily a complete lie. Complete lie. It's just not truth. Plain Jane was just looking out for number one, which is her. Yeah. Morphine and her BBL. Her ass is too big for her non-stretch denim panties. What a shame. Spectra, have you ever thought about a BBL? Absolutely not. No? No, no enhancements for you? No, not not my vibe. Okay, no, no lip filler, no Botox. Uh, maybe for All-Stars. Okay, for All-Stars, great, great. Magami is giving Handy Woman Bobby the Builder realness. I mean, it's a perspective. I appreciate that we got a, a concept, unlike some other people. Mm-hmm. More on that later. Nymphia will ask Magami if she would like help since she's almost finished. And Magami thinks Nymphia is being a Chaos Goblin. No, that's still Poppy's title. She is the Chaos Goblin. Did she know they were going to goblin their way through this episode before she went to the Emmys as a goblin? I don't know, but the the timing was impeccable. Impeccable. Did you like this cute campaigning due to the Raider Queen? Do you think like it injected a little bit of fun into the workroom? I mean, I feel like it was. I don't. I don't know if I'd call it fun. I just feel like it was something different. Like it, it gave more of a purpose to the campaigning. Yes, 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 yes. Um, because I feel like usually when the girls like are campaigning for themselves, like why are you campaigning to the girls? Like it doesn't matter what the other girls think. It matters what RuPaul thinks. But now it matters what the girls think. Because it really did feel, I guess, the closest um, comparison you can do is the Platinum Plunger. Mm-hmm. Which turned out pretty exciting most of the time. Yeah. Some of the time. When Monet I... was playing with it. Oh, yeah. And, like, when they would, like, milk the shit out of it, like, walking up and down the line. Like, it was mm-hmm. ridiculous. It was good. Speaking of uh, long poles, let's go check on Mirage. Her mini dress is not fitting on her body and thinks she will be lip syncing because it is not good. As Morphine said, it's seaweed wrapped up on a breadstick. You can't unsee it. And also, I don't want to ever taste that. Why a breadstick? Why did she call her a breadstick? I don't know. That was a new one. Yeah. Do you like Olive Garden? Do you like the unlimited soup salad and breadsticks? Yeah, but like that's the that's the only time I want I want to think about breadsticks. Like I, I agree. I I mean, but also like I it was supposed to be an insult, but I'm like I don't, know, I don't think it's a bad thing to call someone a breadstick. I I never yeah. had a person who doesn't like a breadstick. That's true. What would you do if you fucked up that badly? Would you start over or try to make it work? I feel like, depending on how much time I had left, like I would try to make it work. Yeah. Well, it is the day of the ball, y'all. And Mirage, with her hair down, transformed into a whole new person. Oh, my God. Uh, she has covered up her look, as hiding from the judges is her new strategy. 
I mean, girl, like this week, it's all about making friends. So ask for some sympathy votes. You're allowed to hide from the judges. It don't matter what you wear. Valid point. She is hoping her group one sisters pull her out. Do you think this is the time to make alliances? I mean, immunity is temporary. Uh, Listen, I don't think there's ever a bad time to make an alliance. Start early. Mirage will forget that Safira is in her group and tells her that her shoulders will match the hips. And Miss Safira, if you're nasty, is not having it and tells her they may, but she will be watching her lip sync. Um, Yeah, Mirage, that's time for damage control from your group on Alliance. Now, speaking of Miss Safira, we haven't really spoken about her much yet. Uh, Are you familiar with the work of Miss Safira Crystal? I happen to be very familiar with the work of Miss Safira Crystal. Have you ever gotten to do a gig with her? I have done many a gig with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I competed with her when she won uh, Miss Paradise. Um, mm-hmm. I was her second runner-up. Um, I played a part in uh, helping her before she left mm-hmm. for the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am very familiar with her and her abundance of talent. I've called her a drag queen's drag queen. She's very old school. And when she has something to say, she'll say it, but in a, in a, in a way that's teaching. And we, we obviously saw that in the first episode with her um, and Amanda. Mm-hmm. Age wise, you're a little younger than that, but has, have you ever experienced that side of Safira where she'll kind of read you, but it's all in trying to help you. Yes, absolutely. I Safira as a person, I think when you said like, she's a queen's queen, like that is the way, like she's very old school. She's very much like, I'm here to do a job. And like, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to make that very apparent. Um, And she has a very like dry sense of humor, which I feel like can rub, you know, which some people are very off put by. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it was like, I feel like that dry kind of like sense of humor is like very jersey so like i get it i appreciate it but i also know that everything she's saying not only is coming from a place of love but also it's coming from a place of experience because yes. this bitch has been doing drag for like th- three lifetimes um you just called her old no i'm calling her experienced oh great i love that i'm here for that that's better you, you you've heard my story about um one of my first interactions with her right uh, I don't believe I have. Um, it is at the now rest in peace therapy uh, bar, lounge, grill, and and fun time place. Uh, we were potentially going to collaborate on a project. We were there for like a quote business meeting. So after that business meeting ended, uh, she gave me my very first weed gummy. And how'd that go? Yeah, not great. <laughs> kind of like what happened this weekend in Jersey City, but that's for a whole different podcast, friends. Oh boy, my birthday was so fun. Two hours. I don't know what happened. And you want to know why? It's because I had a drink that had THC in it. That's terrifying. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great times. Good times. If you want to hear about it, send me a dollar. I'll I'll tell you all about the chaos I created. All right. Let's go check in with Hershey. She is feeling way better than she did yesterday. That is until she has to reveal what she did in the challenge, but we will get to it. The socks weren't socking. She got a fresh look and says that it's a character that represents Hershey, and apparently that character is a thief. Stealing clothes. 
I mean, I, I was getting waspy church woman, but. Now, Plain Jane has heard that there is a camera in the room and will ask it to come follow her as she goes to check in with Geneva, who up until this point in this episode has been silent. Plain Jane is going to ask her if she feels confident that she used more stretch fabric than non-conventional material. And Geneva says they did provide the stretch fabric and she knows that she is lobbying to get people to doubt her. Why do you think Miss Plain Jane is actually targeting Geneva? Hell if I know. Plain Jane has really no rhyme or reason to whatever she's doing. She just does what she wants. If you were in the room with Plain Jane, what would you do? How would you react? Honestly, I just wouldn't feed into her fucking delusions because, like, as soon as the girls feed into it, like, she just, like, keeps going and then just, like, digs a hole. I'd just be like, girl, I was like, I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna worry about Heidi. You worry about Plain Jane and, like, we're gonna keep it moving and grooving. Geneva knows that Plain Jane is trying to get into her head as they were in the top together and wants to diminish the competition. It is a strategy. It's a, it's a nasty one, and it's not something we've seen on Drag Race, really. Um, I mean, I feel like we did see some accusations of people trying to get in other people's heads on Drag Race UK 5 this year, um, but that wasn't her intent. This one it is. I feel, But that's like the oldest trick in the book is trying to get in someone's head. Like, it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Hershey, who is absolutely leaving the competition this week when she is asked about her family's feelings on her doing drag. Wow, she just blew her entire story in two episodes. Yeah. At first, they hated it. She's been doing it since she was 15, when she did parody videos inspired by the first drag queen she ever saw, Tyler Perry. And yes, we got to see those videos too. I mean, good for her. She seemed to have so much fun. And listen... Phones and video cameras were not the same 15 years ago. But the dance moves were. Yeah, they were. Her parents were embarrassed, not just because she walked around looking like a whole entire crust of brick. They finally did bring themselves around and they came to her drag shows and support her. Now, we um, we, we love these moments. It was, it was sad to know that this was ultimately her demise. And it, it's nice that we finally are acknowledging one of the living legends of drag, Tyler Perry. Gross. Um, was it necessary? What? Her whole backstory? That moment, yeah. Because we are like we know about the kids. We like the kids' story. Why do we have to learn about the parents? Or is that part of like, the full circle of Hershey? I don't know. It just felt like a whole lot of backstory. And it kind of just like, as soon as that happened, you're like, well, she's going to be in the bottom. Yeah. All right, now on this podcast, we do love the international seasons. We love it because we get to learn about language and culture. And here on American Drag Race, it's time to teach the kids some language. Morphine has taught Nymphia some Spanish. Dame más leche, a.k.a. give me more milk. But also, that means other things to come. When I tell you, this was the funniest fucking part of the episode, watching them play telephone tag with Nymphia mm-hmm. and her, like, tr- trying so hard to say these things right, and everyone was cackling. I, ridiculous, but it was hilarious. And this is why having five Latina queens is amazing. I just, I, the fact they were playing telephone tag from across the makeup, the, the makeup stations... 
It was good. That was real so, good. So, Nymphia has become the Spanish messenger pigeon as Maya and Geneva tell her to tell Morphine, Pincha Punta Estupida. Uh, can we even say that on television? Uh. Next to Geneva is Estupida Miranda. And the kids watching this television program will start to be parroting these words. So, thanks, Drag Race, for educating the kids and teaching them Spanish the way they should not be taught. Spanish profanity. Mm-hmm. Now, Plain Jane will say that she is not the shadiest on the season, but she will be called out for her calling the girls ugly when she arrived. Remember her Russian uh, language lesson last week? Mm-hmm. Remember the girls are voting. Mm-hmm. The second group is battling. They're infighting. Did you think they would be taking each other out? I mean, I thought the Raider Queen was going to be like a one episode thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it's continuing, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's definitely going to be interesting. But, you know, again, it's going to force alliances. It's going to force, you know, these like shady happenings because everyone's going to do whatever they can to, you know, keep themselves in the good graces of whoever they think is going to do well that week. Earlier in this this moment, we saw the group one girlies seemingly coming together and talking about potentially alliance. Group two, not working. Is it because of plain Jane? I mean, I don't think one person can ruin an alliance because the girls could just make an alliance without her. Why didn't they just tank her? They, they had the ability to tank her. Because they know she's going to make good TV. They all could have been part of it, the good TV if they did it. Let's bring it I to the runway. Um, I'm going to annihilate Rue Silas for allowing her to walk out on that runway and expose corset. Uh, so I'm going to have to rate that corset in last position. And we're not even going to talk about those Muppet droppings on her shoulder. Yeah. Our panel this week includes Michelle Visage, Carson Cressley, and fashion designer and gay icon Isaac Mizrahi. Oh, man. That man is an interesting one, isn't he? Yeah. Do you own anything Isaac Mizrahi? Do you know where you can get a lot of Isaac Mizrahi things? Home goods. I was going to say, it's like TJ Maxx or like... Yeah, all of it. We've got 42 looks, so we're going to discuss each look. And we have feelings on each, right, Spectra? Oh, yes, we do. All right, let's go through it. Category is Mother Goose. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Mother Goose or Mother Loose. Lord. Okay. Geneva Carr, Miss Muffet, no designers listed. I think this was a very ambitious look trying to bring a character to life in a puffer jacket material. It didn't work. It was bulky. It didn't move properly. The hat kept on falling. I know you want to be groundbreaking, but this was a chance to simply present a good look. She should have opted for a traditional material. Yeah, good idea. Poor execution. The thing that irked me the most was that fucking party store spider. Yeah. Like it, and I know it's made of that like gross like eyelash fabric. Like you're gonna hear me say it a million times this episode. Good idea, poor execution. Mother lose, so loose. Audience twenty seven percent mother goose, seventy three percent mother lose. Now, friends, if you've listened to the past two episodes, we are not giving you the full on critiques from the judges anymore. I'm just gonna give you one liner. The judges said it was cumbersome and couldn't see her face. Next up is Dawn, Cushy Cow. Look by Dawn and Aunt Sister, hooves by Chaos Costumes. 
I literally have no idea who or what a cushy cow is. It's a decent look. It's in her brand of whimsical woodland creatures. And for that, I don't think it's as ambitious as it could have been. The makeup is incredible. The detailing of the neck up is great. Do I get full on cow? No, because it looks like all of her other creatures. She's shown us. It's safe for me. Yeah, at first I didn't get it. And I was like, oh, she's just dressed as a cow wearing a gown. Um, I will say, though, I feel like, yes, it is safe. However, I feel like it is a, this is a very good example of taking the nursery rhyme and putting it through your own filter and showing it like as something your drag character would do. Um, so I think it was successful in that. And also I think, yeah, it's super whimsical, but I feel like she took it like some of the elements, like the horns and the ears and like, she still kept it very drag with like the earrings, the giant mm-hmm. cowbell, and, like the hoof heels. So I feel like, you know, she took the Dawn creatures and pushed it even farther for this. I think. I will go safe, Mother Goose. I'm just going to go regular Mother Goose. Audience, 96% Mother Goose, 4% Mother Luz. Hershey's Liqueur Jeté, Bernie B. Look by Loris of Dragula fame. Do I know this nursery rhyme? No. Who the hell is this bitch? It's giving Honey Davenport the house down boots. I like the look. It does give me B. I feel like a different wig that might have been a bit grander would have been amazing. It's drag. Yeah, I I had the same exact thought. Love the gown. I love this stole with like the yellow and black striped foxtails. If she had like a, for lack of a better term, a beehive wig, like an updo yep. that you know, just like even just a big black updo with like some bees on it or like a honeycomb in it or something would have been so much better. Why the fuck are you wearing a gown with a pussycat wig? It just it ruined it for me. Judges say it's chic and glamorous. I will give her a soft mother goose. Um, I give her a soft Mother Loose. Audience, 77% Mother Goose, 23% Mother Loose. Mirage, Baba Black Sheep. No designers listed because this is incredibly safe. It works as a walk-around look before the number at pieces on a Monday night. She looks hot. She is showing off her assets. It's just simple. As we say on this program, black is a hard color to pull off. It is hard to see the detailing if there is that much detail on it. Mm-hmm. I think it was simple yet effective. Um, the craft foam ears kind of took me out. Um, like if you're going to do ears, do them like how Dawn did them, you know, three-dimensional fluffy. Um, I will say though, you know, she had the attention to detail. She had the three bags of the wool and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, it is giving very much like a walk around before or after the number. I'll give it a mother goose. You have a very soft mother goose. Audience, 72% Mother Goose, 28% Mother Loose. Megami, Little Bo Peep, no designers listed. I hate everything about it. It's lacking cleanliness and polish. The makeup is just not cute. The hair is fine. I do like the poof on top, but the hood is covering up the detailing of it. And that prop looks like it came from the dollar store. I want to toss that hoop skirt into the Hudson River and see if it floats. Uh, yeah, I again, why why did she overcomplicate it? It was the same thing like we said uh, with geneva and like the puffer coat dress just if you're gonna do little you know little ho peep just do it it. don't deconstruct it don't tear it up it just it very much looked like she got a halloween costume that was too small and cut it up and stuck it to a corset to make her fit her body i agree mother loose yeah mother loose 
Audience, 37% Mother Goose, 63% Mother Loose. A mandatory meeting, Little Pussy. Look by Marco Marco, hair by Outfitter's Wig. A bunch of cats may or may not have been harmed in the making of this outfit. The hair in the face, it's different. It's it's very sharp. It's very Hedwig. I think the baby doll dress is not very flattering. The color and the poofs are giving clown. Maybe if I knew the reference, I would care for it more. But what she does have going for her is the pussy narrative is now back after the talent show. So there's some consistency, at least. I like the dress and I like the boa. I don't like them together because I feel like when she was wrapped up with the boa and then she like opened the boa, the dress was all smushed underneath it. Mm hmm. So I wish there was a way that she could have not been all smushed up. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that the dress should have been like longer. It's hitting her in a weird spot. Like the it, the baby doll is too rigid. Good idea. Poor execution. It's a mother loose for me. Yeah, it's mother loose, but the makeup looks better. Audience, 46% Mother Goose, 54% Mother Loose. Morphine, a man and a maid, hair by Chris Love Dion. Well, she's giving you sex, I feel like she had a naughty maid outfit and just made it work for this runway. I appreciate that she is giving you latex and sexy. Would I have ever pinned it to this category? Never, never. Um, does it make me want to learn what a man and a maid is about? Not really, because I'm scared. I feel like it's very safe. I also don't know why, but the way that it was sitting on her body, I thought there was going to be a reveal. Yes. There, it was bulky on top. Right? Like I, I thought if she was going to like, she was going to like pull it from the front and it was going to be like super skimpy, like lingerie or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it feels like she very much had like, you know, a sex shop latex maid outfit and was like, here's a poet. Here's a nursery rhyme about a maid. I'm gonna make it work. It's a soft mother goose. It's a very safe Mother Goose. Audience, 76% Mother Goose, 24% Mother Loose. Maya, I'm on the page. Mary's Canary, no designers listed. Well, uh, if you are holding auditions for Susical, she is ready to audition for you, Spectra. It, it doesn't fit. The yellows do not match. It is a, it is a mess. She's good at flips. She's bad at looks. You know what I'm going to say. Say it. She had a yellow gown. She got a prompt. Mm -hmm. she said, I'm gonna add some feathers and I'll make it a bird look. Mm -hmm. See this every season. The pageant girls are gonna take a pageant gown, they're gonna add something to it and try to make it work for the category. It doesn't. Also, she added so much trim and it covered her face yes. and it didn't work. Judges say color is important, but the feathers blocked her. It is a mother loose. Big mother loose. Audience, 34% Mother Goose, 66% Mother Loose. Q, the man in the moon. Look by Mulan Gabby, headpiece by Q. This is drag that is simply remarkable. The embellishments in the moon headpiece are wondrous. It truly looks like a moon encrusted. The face coming out of it does look like the moon man from the 80s and 90s at McDonald's. If you know the reference, you are as old as I am. I think the garment is very whimsical, lives in this regal world. I don't love the tights, but that's a me thing. But I'm a big, big fan of hers. Yeah, no, I love it. I, my thing, this is just a nitpicky thing. I wish her, like, face could have matched the moon, but I, there's no way she would have been able to, like, switch not a ball for the ball. Yeah, not for the ball. But I do appreciate, like, the the texture and, like, it's it's just very rich. There's so much to look at. Judges, absolutely couture quality, and she eclipsed everyone. I will give it a Mother Goose. Yeah, definitely Mother Goose. Audience, 94% Mother Goose, 6% Mother Loose. 
Nymphia Wind, Little Boy Blue. Look by Mondo Guerra, hair by Beijing. She heard the three words and said, I will go with Little Boy Blue, but I'm going to give you Little Boy Blue Boy painting because that look is better than the actual source material when you go on Google. Uh, so it's very funny that this has really nothing to do with the actual category. What she does present is high camp, high drag. It's styled impeccably. It's really regal and divine. I do love that pop of red as the hair choice. It's the right amount of balance in the curls. Very, very well done, even though it is the wrong spin on the character. Yeah, I agree. I was like, the inspiration came from the wrong place, but like it was done very well. And it's, it's still, listen, it, Little Boy Blue still matches. Judges, she gave Little Blue Boy. It is a Mother Goose. Yeah, Mother Goose. Audience, 100% Mother Goose. Safira Crystal, Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater. Look by Miss Thing, Hair by Trash Chic, Things by Jean Monnet, Jewels by Gally Black, Nails by Nirvana Noir. How the fuck did she get this to Drag Race? It is whimsical. It is art. The way that the stem is part of the bodice and gives you this insanely fascinating structure, well-crafted. I will say that with the stem being part of the costume, I would have preferred the hair to be a leaf, but overall really proving she is one to watch out for. Um, so I have the answer to that question. Thank you. Um, the pumpkin was inflatable. Fuck off. How did she have an inflatable thing to bring with her? No, no. So there's like, so you know, like the, like the inflate, like the, oh, inflatable the costumes and like the inflatable, like lawn decoration, they have like motors built in them. Yeah. She gotcha. just turned those on a skirt inflated. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Miss, Miss Thing and Sabine, uh, who collaborated on this um, outfit, they are insanely talented because as soon as I saw this, I messaged Sabine and was like, how the fuck did you do this? And she was like, it's inflatable. And I was like, what? There's literally like two motors in it to blow it up. Um, yeah, I love it. Um, this was one of the few things I didn't get to see um, before it went to Drag Race. Um, but I, I saw the sketches of it and I was very excited about it. Um, I I love it. I love the um, the little leaf um, as the fan. I think that was really fun. Um, and I love that, you know, the face is like, like just decrepit enough to have it be like, you know, she's stuck inside the pumpkin because you think about the um the nursery rhyme it's kind of i don't say gruesome it's not the right word but um, it's morbid yeah morbid that's what i'm looking for it's morbid um yeah that listen i love an outfit that comes out of the room when you're like how the fuck did she get it here like it's it's big and it's impressive and kudos judges they love the details it's a mother goose for me Absolute Mother Goose. Audience, 98% Mother Goose, 2% Mother Loose. Plain Jane, Pussycat by the Fire, look by Lauren J, here by Asa. Again, don't know this reference, but she is giving you Russian pussy. It's very theatrical, and it feels like a costume. I think the elements are all very dark and needed a boost of brightness somewhere. The hair being ears, fine, but I just wish it was more pronounced. It's an okay look. Yeah, I feel like it kind of, because it's, the colors are so dark, it got lost. You know, I like that she changed her makeup. I like the hair ears. You know, she looks like a rich, expensive woman. It's very much like a uh, a humanoid aristocrat. aristocrat. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like with all, like, the, the everything, it read better on Instagram when she was more well-lit, and you could see, yes. like, the lingerie and the mesh and, like, all the stonework. But, like, on the stage, 
it she's just blending in with this like deep rich purple soft mother goose for me yeah it's a soft mother goose audience 71 percent mother goose 29 percent mother loose tsunami muse humpty dumpty look by world Beth gonzalez and carmen g chang this is how you do high camp and high dragon then make it fashion the first look very fun it was a costume and i was proud to see her try something brazen in this realm of drag but then she revealed into the cracked egg literal face crack it was well crafted it was perfectly fit this was easily one of the best in the category yeah this was ridiculous and i loved it um i don't love the chunky heel that's just a personal thing fair fair. um but i loved the the way everything just like effortlessly fell off and she just stepped out like she just had like the yoke like plastered to her body it's a mother goose yeah it's a mother goose Audience, 91% Mother Goose, 9% Mother Loose. And finally, in this category, Plasma, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Look by Allison Schmidt, Kennedy Abbey, and John Brandon. Hair by Borana, Brinkley, Jaffer. I had to do some research for confirmation that these characters do exist outside of Alice in Wonderland. And in fact, they are appearing in an English nursery rhyme. The colors and fabrics and materials are first rate. The concept of being on the shoulders could have been cool, but the way it was executed, Spirit Halloween wouldn't have even kept this in stock. The face in the crotch, it was terrible. I have said it on this podcast before. If you are doing a face, it has to look good. I think the stronger idea would have been to have the other character on the back, very much like how Jimbo did the Adam and Eve. This was a very unfortunate flop. Yeah, again, good idea, poor execution. You know, I wish that, um, you know, it ha- or if she even did like them next to each other, you know, like a um, like two bodies or like something, or like even like you had like Blue Hydrangea did, uh, her talent, um, number in UK versus mm-hmm. the world, like, the three cheerleaders. Good idea, poor execution. Pythia and the face. Canada's Drag Race. Who, who, what? Pythia and the 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 face with the um green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rubber. Like something something similar to that, maybe. You have to know what it looks like, and 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 I've said it multiple times about faces because many people have tried to do faces in looks. It okay. has to be executed, or it looks. It has to read pathetic. well. It's a mother loose. I am sad to say it. Yeah, it's it's a mother loose. Audience, 24% Mother Goose, 76% Mother Loose. Category is Significant Mother. In honor of this runway, we are going to play Significant Mother or Significant Don't Bother. Starting off with Geneva Carr with Selma Hayek. No designers listed. I think this was a very interesting choice and option to go with as I don't feel this has any recognizable features to recreate it's very pedestrian. It's very rainbow. I think she looks great in the face, but the garment is not right. And when you place the look next to the inspiration, like this looked like it was pulled from the closet and hoped, yeah, it's a part of a ball and everything else would allow you to have a free pass. Yeah. Very that. It was just very pedestrian. It looked very much off the rack. It, there wasn't enough. The judges say it was fancy lady shopping for groceries in Staten Island, and I say significant, don't bother. Yeah, significant, don't bother. 
Audience, 25% significant mother, 75% significant don't bother. Dawn as Audrey Hepburn. Look by Dawn here by Bitchcraft. I appreciate that she has given the infamous Audrey Hepburn look a twist. For those familiar with Drag Race Belgique, we had an entire runway theme inspired by her. So for me, not the most original concept. I like that she kept her face and tried to make it a black and white moment, but then it got into this weird white-gray issues later on in the body. The silhouette was my biggest issue. If you're going to give a peekaboo, commit to the bit, make it chaps or make it something. And then the scarf, it just felt like it was distracting from the full silhouette, like she was trying to hide something. Yeah, I, I almost wish, um, like, if she was going to do, like, the peekaboo, that, like, the skirt was, like, tighter, too. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. the peekaboo was just, like, a weird kind of placement. I do appreciate, though, that she tried to update the silhouette. Sure. With, like, you know, like, making the hat bigger and, like, the scarf longer. Like, she made it drag. Soft, significant mother. Yeah, soft, significant mother. Audience, 83% significant mother, 17% significant don't bother. Hershey LaCourgette, Mother Nature, or as she told us on Instagram, Mother Earth. No designers listed. Now, if you told me that this was the design challenge look, I might have actually believed you. It is terrible. It is terrible. First off, when you think Mother Nature, you literally think of nature, like the woods and the trees and the things and the, and the trees. And the trees. She opted for the globe on a mini dress. I think if you wanted to do a powerful moment to talk about global warming, go there, be big, be a brazen statement. This did nothing. The yellow things on the top of the dress made little sense. And the hair, again, this is your chance to go big, go camp, go fashion. It is a shake and go. It is a complete and utter miss. Yeah, it doesn't fit. Um, no. We don't love the craft foam titties. Again, you know, honestly, if she wore the pussycat wig with this, would have been better because I would have been getting tangled in her craft foam titties. It just, I don't know what she was going for. I don't know. Like it, it looks, it just looks like a party dress with a map printed on it. Yes. As the judges said, there was some fit issues. A significant don't bother from me. Yes, agreed. Audience, 7% significant. Mother, 93% significant. Don't bother. Mirage doing La Llorona. No design existed. Now, again, we have seen La Llorona on Drag Race Mexico, both on the runway twice and in Snatch Game. So if you're going to do it, it has to be big. I think she has an interesting take on the character. But again, if you asked me to tell you the reference, I would not have been able to tell you off the bat. For me, I think it was a pull-out catsuit. She threw some tears on her face and called it a day. It's fine. It's a good nude illusion. I just needed more. I liked the idea. However, the concept. now, what bothered me, the hair on her head did not connect with the hair on the bodysuit, and it wasn't Correct. like a continuous thing. Correct. If she was going to do, I wish she like, just like took a wig and like coated it in glue and then like shellacked it to this bodysuit because it could have been so good. But like the hair didn't line up, the hair on her head didn't match. And I feel like the hold on, I need to find the the picture of it so I make sure I don't misspeak. Um yeah, and also if you're gonna do a nude illusion cat suit. Don't break the illusion with a neck, wrist, and 
ankle line. Significant, don't bother for me. Good idea, poor execution. Significant, don't bother. Audience, they were very kind to her. 74% significant mother, 26% significant, don't bother. She's hot and skinny. Moving it's on. true. Megami doing Lady Gaga. No designers listed. This was just sad. I'm not sure why this was the direction you go with Gaga. It was very arts and crafts. Maybe this is the only rights they had for a look, and they told her this is the one you have to do. Uh, this was this was no. The wig was wrong. Why was she wearing an apron? Um, the only part I did, I, I, the commitment to the hair phone that was good. Sure. But the rest of the wig was god awful. Um, she got the pasties right. Um, the shoes weren't right. The glove was wrong. It just it looked like um, she got thrown into a, a Lady Gaga impersonation brunch and had to make something work. Significant. Don't bother. Significant. Don't bother. Audience: forty-one percent significant. Don't significant mother. Fifty-nine percent significant. Don't bother. Next up is a mandatory meeting doing Michelle Visage. Look by Marco Marco. Yeah, Marco Marco is a designer here. Hair by Outfitters Wig. Um, this was a very bold attempt to be Michelle. And if you didn't tell me who it was referencing, I would never have gotten it. I think the hair was a choice. It didn't work as well as she thought it did. And that first outfit, I don't get it. How do you not get it? That's like the OG Michelle with like big tits and black hair. The outfit though? Yeah, it was very That's the like, outfit you're gonna go with. At this point in time, I would have preferred you just wear Jan's outfit and revealed off of that. I mean, I feel like she was going for like a like a it almost looked like a caricature of yeah. Michelle Visage to me, which like I guess that's why it made sense. Um I will say though, I think it was it's very it, it, the girls do it every season. I think it was very smart to reference Michelle. And I think the um, hair reveal with like the silver streak was really good. Um, I don't know. I liked it. I'm going to go significant. Don't bother. I'm going to go with significant mother. And the audience can't decide either. 50% significant mother. 50% significant. Don't bother. Morphine doing Chris Jenner. No designers listed. I like that she tried to do something different and sex it up uh, because Chris Jenner is very simple. Black suit. It's all she does. It's just lacking a spark. I think it needed some flash and bling pizzazz. It was very safe. Yeah. And, you know, I, I liked that she tried to update it, but I don't think this was the challenge to update. I mean, well, I don't know. I can't even say that because I liked what Dawn did, but I, I, I don't see Chris Jenner having a, a little Kim Titty moment. Someone said to me that maybe she should have revealed into Kim. That would have been interesting. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm going to give a soft, significant mother. Yeah. Soft, significant mother. Audience 44% significant mother, 56% significant. Don't bother. Maya, Iman, LePage, Lil Kim, look by Christopher Robinson, hair by TNT and Drag Co. Maybe they didn't have the rights to do the Lil Kim boob pop look because that's the Lil Kim you got to do if you're doing Lil Kim. It's more Missy. The source material, even sitting next to it, Lil Kim is very much wearing a bikini. Here, Maya is giving you this weird cat suit that wasn't even trying to be nude. It was just really messy and really bulky. Yeah, I mean, and the green isn't even the right shade. She's missing the bra top. There's no belt. It just, 
she probably had the bodysuit and then just built everything else around it. Yep. The judges, they didn't get Lil' Kim. Neither did I, so I go significant, don't bother. Yeah, significant, don't bother. Audience, 21% significant mother, 79% significant, don't bother. Q doing Judy Garland, look by Q, hair by Karma Sutra, Stanwick. I love the reference. It is near perfect. She looks like dear friend of the podcast, Arya Close. It's very simple, but recreated well. The microphone moment was right in line with Judy. Very well done. Not a winning look, but a strong example of how good she is on the runway. I mean, I I think it was simple. It was clean. It was effective. You know, it was an exact um, replica, which I think was what the challenge called for. And I know the girls were fighting over this outfit. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if it went missing... There would have been a handful of girls that I could pick off. They've been like, yeah, they took it. Judges, Judy Garland said mother more than any single thing tonight. I will give it a significant mother. Significant mother. Audience, 96% significant mother. 4% significant, don't bother. Nymphia Wind doing Angelina Jolie. Look by Bagel Rim, hair by Link Hair, nails by Stun Babe. She is very lucky that this was a ball because as beautiful as this look is, this is not the best way to reference Angelina and the kids. I think it would have been campy to focus on the hilarity of the adoptions. The mere fact that the source image is an artist rendering and not the actual bitch in the wedding gown tells you everything you need to know. The back of the gown with the children's drawing, very cute. It's a great look for another stretch on the category in the ball. I don't know. I, I could see it because like, although like it was Snoop and mother, like Angelina and Jolie, she kind of like took that and like made it her own with like her drag kids. So it's almost like she's the significant mother. Sure. Because like the drag family is so important to her. I know. I liked the idea and I, I like it was, it was special that, you know, she had like the, the bustle with like all of her drag kids, like um, additions on it. I was like, I thought it was, you know, it was, it was meaningful and it was impactful. Judges didn't get Angelina, but they love the details with the kids' art. I will go significant mother. Yeah, significant mother. Audience, 96% significant mother, 4% significant, don't bother. Safira Crystal doing Eve, no designers listed. I mean, it is a great new delusion. It's not a groundbreaking or unique concept. I like that she is not afraid to swerve and curve, but for her, very safe. Yeah, I will say, um, you know, we've seen Eve done a handful of times. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the way she did it, I think this could rival Shea Coulee's. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that she went with like the grown out braids and like the teeny tiny, um, little leaves. Um, I will say, I think the props, like I get the props to so, like, you know, the, the snake is a rattle and you know, the apple in its mouth, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little teeny tiny baby. I almost wish she kind of just ditched the props and just let the, you know, let Eve um, stand for herself. Um, but yeah, I feel like it was like, because we've seen it before, it was very safe, but it was done. Except it was done very well. Judges say it was whimsical, funny and a wink, wink. I will give it a significant mother. Yeah, significant mother. Audience, 78% significant mother. 22% significant, don't bother. Plain Jane doing Octomom. Look by Pyretta Victory. Baby Soul by Jane. It's a campy reference. So if you're going to do this, it needs to be fully realized in the world of camp. The fact that she is not waddling out there pregnant in a giant pregnancy belly ruins it all. I think popping out a baby, right call. I think the soul of babies, very funny. 
but the lack of a belly did not make this look complete. But the thing is, if the baby's already born, she wouldn't have had the big belly. No, that's not true. When you're pregnant, it doesn't just go, it doesn't deflate. Well, yeah. Because she's wearing a hospital gown. She just had the baby. Mm, Okay, yeah. So she could have had some sort of bump. Storytelling. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't live. She had velvet sequin fabric and made it into a dressing gown. I I think the the best thing I can say is that it was a safe look, but it. I'm going significant. Don't bother. Yeah, significant. Don't bother. Audience: forty two percent significant. Mother: fifty eight percent significant. Don't bother. Zunami Muse doing Candy Muse. Look by Wilma Gonzalez. Hair by Milk Gay. Paying homage to Mother was cute. It was a very smart look to lift from and use as inspiration, as I do think it is probably one of Zunam uh, Candy's most impactful looks. Now, I know that this is the original boombox. I wish the K on the boombox was like a hybrid of a K and an X to really tell the story. But I think it was a very fun look for sure and very well done. Yeah, I think it's smart to reference her her drag mom, and I think it's also a very bold thing to do because that mm-hmm. can set you up to just be compared to your drag mom. But we haven't really seen that yet, so not like, yet. So there, there, there's been a couple things where I was like, "Oh, I know she got advice from Candy on this, this, and this." Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Don't show. Um, I will give it a significant mother. Yes, yeah, significant mother. Audience, 87% significant mother, 13% significant don't bother. And finally, Plasma doing Anne Boleyn, look by Gurf Makes Clothes, hair by Bisscraft, headpiece by John Brandon. Uh, Plasma is a theater girly, right? Now, I don't want to lose my head, but like not leaning into six, the musical was a massive fail. This was period, but it wasn't as drag as it could have been. And I don't want to rain on her parade, but green sleeves. There's the missing reference. Make this look in green. And I would have known exactly what it was. Sorry, not sorry. It's not working. As good as it could have been. I mean, I think she could have gone farther with it. But I think overall, I think it was executed well. And, you know, like the hair matches, you know, the headpiece matches. Like, yeah, I've. Sure. Asma, if you told me one of her theater friends had this in their costume shop and she took it, I would believe you. Well, there you go. And that's the sad part about it. This is definitely from a Shakespeare production somewhere. Yeah, I guess it could have been dragged up, but like it's it, I don't know. At worst, it's it's safe. I'll give it a safe, soft, significant mother. Yeah, I give it a significant mother. Audience, 73% significant mother, 27% significant don't bother. Final category, you ready? we got 14 more to go. Oh, dear God. Category is Call Me Mother, Father, Eleganza. And in honor of the runway, we will play Call Me Daddy or Daddy Wasn't There. Name the movie reference. Name it. Austin Powers. Uh, No, not a fan of Austin Powers. Wow, okay. Geneva Carr. I don't think it was as offensive as they said it was. The color palette is not stunning, but it's unique. The challenge didn't give them many options to go in a feminine color palette, so she did the best she could. The construction of the khaki is not great. It looks like she's trying to elevate a leotard. Obviously, it's not fitting properly in the back. Is it the worst offense? Not really. It's just not great. It's not the worst. 
I wish she had different hair. Okay. And I wish her shape was better. All right. Because if she, like, I feel like if she had, like, pinched her waist in a little bit and, like, the um, suit jacket was more of, like, a peplum, I feel like it could have been better. But I feel like she just looks like a blue jelly bean. Judges, the color was drab and it rode up. I will give it a soft daddy wasn't there. Yeah, soft daddy wasn't there. Audience, 29% call me daddy. 71% daddy wasn't there. Dawn, I like it a lot. I think it's really clever and fun and a nice spin into high fashion. The boots are really exciting. The top is fine, but really blended into the lining of the coat. But hey, at least there was lining. I feel like her and Megami were living in the same universe and could have been in a runway show together. The head wrap was not my favorite. I understand why it's there to tie into the boots. I probably would have edited it out. But overall, I thought this was very smart. Yeah, I think it was um, done very well. I think what you said is like it needed to be edited a little bit um because you know it there was some way like it was a little it was a little baggy which was pinched in a little bit more um but i definitely think i think this is one of those times where um the craftsmanship is really good but like the wow factor isn't really there um and i feel like that was to her detriment unfortunately i will give her a call me daddy yeah i give her a call me daddy audience 84 percent call me daddy 16 percent daddy wasn't there Hershey, LaCour, Jete, welcome to Pantgate. Where did they originate from? Cheating is cheating, and she is not the first queen to be sent home for breaking the design challenge rules. I think the styling is very Florida woman of a certain age who forgot to put on her good wig before going to get the milk and bread and eggs. The heels do not match. She seems very likable, but clearly the design challenge was too much of a burden to overcome. Yeah, the jewelry doesn't match. Why is she wearing a Manila Luzon wig? Where does the orange tie into literally any of this? Um, like, this is giving, like, acting challenge, like, you know. Yeah. I Her wig choices for the ball were just questionable. Now, I, I, I do want to talk about the pants a little bit. Are we assuming that that pair of pants was part of the collection of items they could repurpose? I don't know. because they're... Or is that a pair of pants from somebody? I mean, it's a women's pant. It has to be the way that, unless she tailored a pair of men's pants, but like, the, I don't know. Because they did not specifically say that she used an item that was not supposed to be used, but that's the way I took it. I mean, yeah, because they said that the, the she did not make the pants. So the pants came from elsewhere. Right. The judges said she did not make those pants and it's a basic step for mom and I will give it a daddy wasn't there. Yeah, daddy wasn't there. Audience, 10% call me daddy. 90% daddy wasn't there. Mirage, I will give her credit. She made it work within the confines of her ability and material. I think the tattered and destroyed concept is a very risky move, but by styling every element within it in the same universe, it read. It's very butch. It still introduces feminine touches into the styling. Now, if the field wasn't 14 queens, yes, she could have been in severe danger, but she was very lucky that this was this early in the season. See, uh, yeah, I think that fact saved a lot of mediocre looks. Um, I will say, I think, like you said, what saved her was that she sold a character. Mm -hmm. um, And also the fact that she is this big and she wrapped fabric around her and they were like yeah it's sexy it's feminine because like she's showing skin but like you know she just stuck a whole bunch of tattered sweaters to herself however comma however she built a character around it and she committed to the bit which i commend her and we have seen that save many a queen 
I will give her a call me daddy. Yeah, give her a call me daddy. Audience, 74% call me daddy, 26% daddy wasn't there. Megami, I understand why there wasn't, there was that extra fabric on the bottom of the mermaid flare. Otherwise, it would have not be reinventing the materials enough. It was my biggest dislike, but the rest of the construction actually very well crafted. It's a cohesive and solid look. I know who this person is. Could she have gone further and played around with the usage of the bandanas to repurpose them? Sure. But I think playing it safe after being just found out that you were in the bottom based on Raider Queen, I think was a smart strategy for her not to go too risky. Yeah, I feel like it was very safe. And I feel like this is a very safe way to be like, I'm taking these very masculine clothes and I'm making them feminine. I don't think this is a winning look, but I think like playing up the character and like, you know, taking the pants and making a skirt and the jacket and making a crop top and like, you know, what she did with it and like feminizing these elements, it was a very safe route. I'll give her a call me daddy. Yeah, I give her a soft call me daddy. Audience, 56% call me daddy, 44% daddy wasn't there. And anyone who ever wants to say that I'm not nice, I was just very nice, y'all. Next up, a mandatory meaning. She must have some very kind friends in that room because this was a design challenge nightmare. First, I will say it was great to see some lining, but styling, not a chance. The colors were clashing and the hair. I wanted to jump through that television and brush that wisp. I can see she is trying and wants to learn and improve. Was Drag Race really the place to do it? No. Um, yeah, the wig is giving very much, um, you know, when the girls try to style, uh, um, you know, a wig in whatever trendy style, because uh, this is giving very much like the spiky Marcel wave that like, you know, a few wig designers have mastered and a few not so much. Um, and I'm pretty sure she did this hair herself. So like kudos to her for trying, but it wasn't working um and you know she took pants and made him a skirt and she took a blazer and made it a cape and the nice thing i can say is it was very safe i will give her daddy wasn't there yeah i'm like yeah daddy wasn't there audience 42 percent call me daddy 58 percent daddy wasn't there morphine denim groundbreaking it's boring it fits the theme it's very y2k vmas i think the hat was cute but she should have removed it the second she had the chance i don't know why she kept it on her head yeah beyond safe i wish she had more of a shape she could have made her a bbl and again she looks like a jelly bean it's shit like something about it like or maybe I wish the panty were cut higher. There was something about it that just wasn't fitting her right. And again, I wish she had more of a pinch in the waist. I will give it a soft call me daddy. Yeah, I give it a soft call me daddy. daddy. <laughs> Audience, 67% call me daddy. 33% daddy wasn't there. Maya, I'm on the page. In the words of Melinda Verga, it's Vivian Westwood inspired. It's a clash of patterns, and it's not even punk in a fun way. It's a very confused story. The hair is terrible. The safety pin through the nose scared me. She tried to sell it, but it was not right or okay. It was messy. And, you know, kudos to her. It was very brave to put that many um, different um, textures of flannel next to each other. But if you're going to do that, you have to at least keep them either in the same size or the same color family. She did neither of those things, and it just looks messy. Messy, excuse me. Daddy wasn't there. Daddy definitely jumped that ship. Audience, 43% call me daddy, 57% daddy wasn't there. Hugh, 
truly a work of art. I love the collar. It's dramatic. It's witchy queen. I love it. The corset is just that, but it's fashioned and executed well with the given materials. She knows how to make an impact. I loved it. The only thing I didn't like, I don't like the bar of fabric across the titties. That's fair. I wish it was like a cup or if this like headpiece like covered like the titties and then went around that would have been really cool. I just like don't like the strip of like granite like it wasn't just one strip it was like you know it matched the the other patchworks like this is how you do a multitude of um textiles because they're all in that same like blue Mm -hmm. gray family. I, I just don't like the strip across the titty but that's just a that's just a me thing. Judges said it's divine with an Angelian wig. I will give her a call me daddy. Yeah, I give her a call me daddy. Audience, 100% call me daddy. Next up is Nymphia Wind. I just want to know how she did what she did with the ties. Like what in the workroom allowed her to create that 3D effect? And why has literally no one ever done that before? It's styled immaculately. I think the skirt is breathtaking. Those yellow boots should not have worked, but they do. The only complaint I have is the shirt is not repurposed. Fair. Yeah, I I wish she did more with the shirt, but I feel like because there's so much else going on, she didn't need to. I kind of want to see this like with just a pump instead of a boot. Um however, that's just me being nitpicky. Judges say she is versatile and the look is otherworldly. I will give it a call me daddy. Yeah, give it a call me daddy. Audience agrees. 100% call me daddy. Next up, Sophia Cristal, another Vivian Westwood inspired look. I love that she has crafted a skin tight top and pant. I think the cloud of denim is a fashion choice, but it kind of also looks like a diaper. It's a solid and strong design challenge look. Did it deserve the placement it got? I think there could be a strong case against it. I have mixed feelings about this look because I feel like it's... I feel like she got the placement she did because her other looks were so strong. Mm-hmm. This is very safe in comparison to those. However, I feel like she almost did like a watered down version of what Megami did because she didn't rely on like that character where, you know, she like added the tools and stuff, whatever. And the only issue I have with this look is I don't understand why it's like pinched in the front and nowhere else. Right. Like, I wish it was just, like, if that was just let down, it was just, like, cut all the way around. But everything she was wearing was repurposed. I feel like the tie was, like, a fun little, like, break up the yellow. Um, My only complaint, I wish she wasn't wearing those dance shoes. Um, However, one, when she photographed it, um, she covered it, which I wish she did on the show. Um, and two, I know she wears those because those are like the only heels that are comfortable for her to wear. But that's I know that because I know her. Um, Judges, it's shucked Green Acres with a dash of the whiz. Call me daddy. Yeah, it's it's still a call me daddy. Audience, 83% call me daddy, 17% daddy wasn't there. Plain Jane, we all know I do not care for asymmetry, so I wasn't thrilled with this. But for me, the biggest hyper... Hip, Hypocritical element of this look is the skin color to tight color. Maybe she didn't play around to see what the peekaboos would land and where they would land, but yeah, we're going to call out a mandatory meeting for the mismatch. We got to call out Miss Plain Jane as well. It's not elevated. It's very boring. And um, yeah, white girl, you don't have excuses. 
Yeah, she cut up a blazer. Period. End of statement. Next statement. Uh, my favorite thing that I saw about this look, um, you know, someone um, said, oh, I love her use of color here. Uh, the fact that her face, her body, and her tights are three very different colors. Um, and I should, listen, I show a lot of body and drag. It is not easy for anyone to get a perfect match, but there is no reason that your, A, your face and your body shouldn't match, number one. And two, her legs look like they're her summer shade, but if she is as white as I am, she does not tan. So her winter and her summer shade are the same shade. Um, and if you're going to be showing that much body, like, I think the other thing too that like bothers me is like, there's, she didn't think about like, if this were like a real woman's body, like what would need to be covered mm -hmm. because she just has this weird little strap to cover the top of her tights and this little teeny tiny little dental floss panty. It's just ridiculous. I will say, I like what she was going for with like the top half, like the, the, um, the titty into the arm region, but then everything like below that awful. Daddy wasn't there for me. Yeah. Daddy wasn't there. Also, what the, f why is she wearing brown strappy heels? Anyway, maybe I don't on. know. The audience, 46% call me daddy. 54% daddy wasn't there. Zoo Nami news. Stop relying on that. Vivian Westwood. I like the schoolgirl motif. I think the problem here is the fact that she just came out in a denim inspired look. So using denim again really didn't feel novel. I would have begged someone to swap material for a different top color. It's very cute. It's very sexy. It's a great safe look. Yeah, very safe. And she repurposed the materials, but again, in a very safe way. I'll give it a safe, soft, call me daddy. Um, I give it a very soft daddy wasn't there. Audience, 56% call me daddy, 44% daddy wasn't there. And finally, Plasma, it's very maternal. I think the colors are not helping her at all. She's trying to give you older woman award show silhouette, but it's not sitting on her properly. I think the colors are black and gray. Again, not reading well for television. A brighter, bolder color approach, I think, might have saved the look. Yeah, I think my biggest issue with this is I liked the idea of, like, the color blocking and, like, the stripes and... The idea that she had with like the one shoulder into the leg mm -hmm. slit, very nice, but it didn't fit her right. Yeah. Daddy wasn't there. Very soft daddy wasn't there. Audience 21% call me daddy, 79% daddy wasn't there. Well, it's time to rate a queen one more time. Let's see how it shakes up with what we know. Q will tell us she's putting Dawn in first position. Plain Jane will be a good girl and put Nymphia in first position. Nymphia, meanwhile, will put Q in first position, but then drops her down to second. Megami will put Zunami in second position. Uh, was that going to be the downfall of Miss Dawn? Apparently, it's possible. Nymphia, shockingly, will put Plain Jane in third position. Again, was this the downfall of Miss Dawn? We are jumping down to the bottom. Amanda will be not here for Plain Jane Shade and puts her in 10th position. Morphine will place her Miami Sis in 11th position. Q puts Hershey in 12th position. Hershey will put Maya in 13th position while Mirage gets 13th from Maya. And Plain Jane is still not going to that meeting as she goes 13th for Amanda. And that's the T. And that was confusing as shit. Now, I want you to rate a queen. Give me your top three and bottom three. I will read mine, and then you can tell me yours, okay? Okay. In first that. position, 
Nymphia Wind. Second position, Q. Third position, Dawn. Give me your top three. Um, first position, Nymphia. Second position, Q. I want to keep Saphira in third position because I feel like her first two looks were so strong. Okay. They did up for the fact that the third one was was on the. You're allowed to do that. Side. 12th position, a mandatory meeting. 13th position, Hershey LaCourgette. 14th position, Maya and Mon LePage. Give me your bottom three. Yeah, I'm going to agree with your bottom three, except I'm going to put Amanda Hershey and Maya are going to be at 15th and 14th, and then 13th is going to be Amanda, because I feel like it, she... She's she swung a lot harder than they did. Yeah. All right. The tops and bottoms are about to be revealed, but first, will plain Jane or Safira use their immunity potion? They good. Do you think that's how it's going to work each week? Do you like it being placed before the results are revealed? Yes, because if they did it afterwards, it would remove the drama from it. See, I I want to even I want to go a step further. I want you to really shoot your load. I want it done before the challenge starts. But are you saying like before they even know what the challenge is or like they announced? No, no, they, okay. So, oh, it's snatch game. Use the potion. I'm, I don't want to risk it. I want it. I want them to really have to use this properly. That'd be, yeah, that'd be really messy. But like, yeah, I agree. I feel like that'd be better because they don't know how anyone else fared. Mm-hmm. Nymphia, Q, Safira are the tops of the week. Geneva, Hershey, Maya are the bottoms. Uh, I, I really, really do not understand Geneva here. Over almost everybody else and i don't want to um call racism out but um just saying yeah i didn't Mm -mm. some something was was awry but comma however i think they did it because they knew that she'd be able to send whoever else home it's possible now I talked about it earlier. The group one and group two alliance, potentially. All three were in group two. Did they cannibalize themselves? Yeah, maybe they did. I think they did. All right, Nymphia is going to win. Sophia, Q, Maya are safe. Hershey, Geneva, bottom two. How is Maya safe? (sighs) Which look saved her over Geneva? I'm like, I'm going back to look at them. I mean, they probably enjoyed the the feather gown. Her significant mother did was pedestrian, however, it was more on par. But it was not Lil Kim. Wait, hold on. It's very confusing to me. I can't figure out what happened. Yeah, the, I think more... what you alluded to earlier about Geneva being the one to be able to send Hershey home might have been in play here, though Maya should have been able to do it. Yeah, but also I think they probably want to save the, the Queen of Flips for a little later in the season. That's possible. The song is Ava Max's Maybe You're the Problem. What a great track. Have you performed that before? I have not, no. It's a good song. 
I feel like Hershey was resigned to leave. She didn't give a great performance. It was very character driven, not right for this song. Ooh. I think Geneva has a great presence, but her performance was very typical drag show. I didn't see that much of a spark. That being said, if she saw in a peripheral what was going on next to her, why show your tricks if you know you're going to be safe? Yeah. Also, why was Hershey perform like she wasn't performing front? She was performing left and right. It was it was it was odd. In the end, it's chocolate. Hershey is eliminated. Geneva stays. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, it was sad. Unfortunately, again, cheating is cheating. You didn't do anything with those pants. I don't know where they came from, and I gotta I have to go with it. Yep. All right, we're gonna zoom through the highs and lows of Untucked. Yeah. The Save Girls head to the back in a mandatory meeting like Melinda Verga is filled with gratitude. Megami is disappointed to be safe. The delusion has finally arrived, so maybe the reputation's coming in. Morphine was scared. Amanda was scared. I mean, to be fair, a lot of these girls in other seasons could have been bottom feeders, but overall, it was a bad ball. Yeah, I as much as I like the idea of the ball being early, um, I think that because there were so many of them, it let a lot of like very safe looks mm-hmm. glide through. Yes. Mirage is asked by Plasma how it feels to be in the bottom, to not be in the bottom. And uh, was that shade? No, they were just working next to each other and she was tense. She was going through it. I feel like Plasma is is a kind human and did not mean it to be shady, but the way she approached it and with the intensity she brought, it kind of was like, well, girl, calm down. Yeah. Dawn tells her she sells it even if it's not the most well put together thing. See, and then Dawn can say that it's the same kind of read, but it's just so cute because look at that little twinkie. Yeah, because she's like forest nymph. This big. She is very, very tiny, very tiny. Now, Raider Queen fucked with her brain, and playing Jane thinks it was pretty fair. Tsunami says that the top three she voted for were the top three. But Plasma will give Megami a reason to have a big ego and say her things were distinctly different and beautifully crafted and giving her pause to potentially be in the top. Were you surprised? I mean, I feel like compared to some of the other girls, not the girls that were in the top, but some of the other girls, like she'd have clearer concepts. However, I don't think they were all executed as well as they could have been. No. Tsunami will also say that Dawn could have been in the top and Dawn is feeling just a little bit better and bitter. She thinks she showed versatility and questioned if she was delusional, but no, this was a, allegedly a strong group as the girls say. Yeah. Now the bottom Geneva, they seem to be shocked at. We learned that Tsunami didn't touch the sewing machine once, which surprise, if it surprise. worked, it worked. Yeah. And that uh, was, in fact, Candy's actual boom box. And actually, I, in fun fact, I saw that artifact at the NYC workshop pop up in August. It was there. And giving me more reason to want World of Wonder to hire me to help curate a Drag Race Hall of Fame museum experience. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of like iconic like looks and items and stuff that should. Could be- you imagine like looking at the winners' looks and like all of the amazing things? Like, could you you could take a photo next to the rose petal look of Sasha Valor? How amazing would that be? Yeah, I will say though, some some outfits are very underwhelming when you see them up close because they are made in such a rush for Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, but that can't be said for everything. It's just true. 
Now, Plasma says she felt so good in her Tweedledee and Tweedledum, but Dawn is going to be honest. The drink is hitting. She is going to tell her she hated it. And uh, that is why that fun little photo shoot happened. Did you feel victimized by Plasma's look? Honestly, I feel like it was the same thing that I said about Plasma with like her talent show. She tried to do too much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think maybe it could have been better if it was just like the Tweedledee and the Tweedledum and if it was executed differently. But I think with like the butts on the back and like the butts were a weird shape and it was just like, don't try to do too much. Just what are you trying to do with like them stacked on top of each other and then run with that. Don't keep adding more layers to it. They're going to talk about how they live for Nymphia, but why have any positivity and untucked when Plain Jane is right there? It's time for Plain Jane to talk to her sister, mandatory meeting. Plain Jane says she has not connected with her look-wise. She tells her that as they get to know each other, she hopes she can sway her opinion on how she's been looking, which is not really great. What would you do if someone came at you like that? I'm like, I'm sorry, is it Plain Jane's Drag Race? Like, girly, we're all safe. We're all in the same boat. Why does it matter? Amanda will tell her maybe she's not feeling featuring Plain Jane look-wise, but tells her it doesn't matter the, what she features look-wise. It's what the world features look-wise. Why is this happening? But Amanda didn't ask for this feedback, and Plain Jane says she is just keeping it real as they are voting, and look-wise, she's not getting it. Fine. Sure. Now, Plasma will come to the defense of her fellow Block Talk guests and tells Plain Jane to untangle her bracelet from her arm hair. Now, obviously, the diggers dug and found plasma in her arm hair era. From two years ago. Mm -hmm. And just like her guest on Block Talk, Spectra Electra, those arms used to be furry. Uh, throw in a mandatory meeting into the mix. That one was a furball too. Yeah, but also not anymore. We've learned no. the our ways, and now we are smooth. You you got rid of it. I mean, it was very traumatic. Because honestly, I remember the three of you doing it uh, probably around the same time and watching the, the the chronicles of it, at least with Plasma doing uh, uh, revealing it on social media. It was like that uh, sink was filled with hair. Yeah, the, the first time you do it um, is awful. And then every time after that, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. Now, Plain Jane is pressed and tells Plasma that she hasn't been serving it look-wise, so why is she talking? Welcome to Plain Jane vs. the World. Yeah, I was going to say, when did it become Plain Jane's Drag Race? Plain Jane is a very defensive person, cannot handle anyone pushing back at her. Do you think she would ever talk like that to someone she felt threatened by, namely, like, Safira or Q or Nymphia? I would love to see Plain Jane go up against Safira. Mm -hmm. I would pay to see that. It's got to happen at some point, even if it's Safira like defending somebody else, because you know, again, Safira is not going to put up with that kind of bullshit. Mm -mm. And again, and and it's going to be that age old drag race drag race trope of like the old school queen versus like the young new queen, and like, but like it that would be good. Dawn will share her opinion. She says Amanda is a light and a joy to be around, and she doesn't like that. Plain Jane is a bitch. Plain Jane stands by what she said to Amanda. Do you prefer someone being honest and untucked, regardless of how they say it? Do you think honesty needs to happen more? Yes and no. I feel like there's a time and a place for it. You know, I think if someone is being delusional and like, you know, they obviously like 
you know, did not do as well as they, you know, they did not do very well. And they're like, oh no, like I'm fine, blah, blah, blah. Like if someone's being honest about that, sure. But if it's just unwarranted bullshit, like what mm -hmm. Plain Jane is doing, like what was the reason? Right. It's like, interesting because people have complained for a very long time about, oh my God, Untucked is too kumbaya, everyone's too friendly. Well, now we've gone to the other extreme. You're like, it's too mean. Where, what, what's the middle ground? What do we want? Well, there's, I guess, but there's a difference though, because like, when the girls used to be shady and untucked, it was shady. Mm -hmm. Plain Jane is just being mean. Yes. Because she's just inserting her opinion when nobody asked for it and just like being nitpicky for no reason. Whereas like, you know, when, you know, the uh, when untucked was good, like the girls were being shady within reason. They weren't just going after each other just because. Right. They weren't not feeling their look. All I'm going to say is I've been an advocate if you're going to be doing Untucked, I need the drama. Or give me the five-minute cliff note version. Because when you get the five-minute cliff note version of Canada's Drag Race and Melinda going off on herself and you have Amy and Nira doing their thing all at once, that's what we want from Untucked. We don't need the superfluous bullshit. Absolutely. All right, the tops and bottoms are back. And it's the entire season 16 cast all together for one last time. The time has come for the bottom three to discuss why they are there and who the fuck put them there. I, I really wish we heard more about um, the reveals of the uh, Raider Queen. I really wanted to know. Mm -hmm. Maya reveals the judges want to see more of her personality. And methinks we're not going to get much of that. Uh, because after Rue tried to be like, well, you have personality and she can't even banter. Not a good luck, girl. Yeah, you're not really helping yourself there. So Geneva wants to know who put her in the bottom and why. Tsunami will say she did as she didn't pop as much. Geneva will pop back and say that she did sew it and not glue herself to a corset. Fair. Q says she put her in the bottom as the first look was costumey and not in a fashion way. And that's all we're going to hear. Can you decipher who else might have dropped her into the bottom three at least? <sighs> Lord knows. I mean, at this point, there's so many girls that like it doesn't take much to really sway a majority because mm -hmm. it could just be like that, you know, it was just like the girls were so far spread on who they thought was going to be tops and bottoms that, you know, it could have been like a vote of one or two right. that placed someone over the bottom because there's still so many people feeding into this Ray to Queen. Which is why I said earlier about Dawn's downfall being putting Tsunami toward the top. And um, that that could have one spot made her jump behind Safira. Exactly. Now, I want to hear your opinion. Of the three bottoms, mm -hmm. was Maya the top of the three? Or did Rue make a decision based on who the three were? Because it was... It was Maya Geneva, Maya Geneva and Hershey. Yeah, I think I think Maya should have been in the bottom. Hershey definitely bottom. Yes. I think it should have been Maya over Geneva. Geneva. However, I think that a strategic choice was made. And that's why I love this twist, because it does allow bottoms to be bottoms, but Rue still ultimately gets to decide which of the three. That's why yeah. I love it. Yeah. 
And again, I think they want to save, you know, the queen of flips for, a, you know, to send someone's mm -hmm. ass packing later. Now her, she got what she was expecting. And also why were her lashes bogging her eyes down so much? I don't know. Why did she not have any hairspray in her wig? I don't know. Why did she wear pants that she didn't make? Why did she wear those orange heels to lip sync in? She says it's the shock of hearing it and possibly going home. She is thinking about after this, what is work going to look like? She did this for her kids. Will she have to go back to being a local girl? No. Hey, at least her paycheck's going to be higher. Yeah, but also, like, really, like, let's give, like, the rabid Drag Race fans, like, another thing to like, use as an insult. Like, let's not use local girl as an insult. Like, not I, every drag queen aspires to be on Drag Race. It's not the end-all, be-all. Like, you know, let's not give the toxic Drag Race fans another thing to, like... Hey, she lives in L.A. She can go over to the World of Wonder basement and go um, uh, film Binge Queens to get some pay from that. Fair enough. Hershey will cry. She has never experienced this kind of pressure, and she got kids. Safira tells him that Isaac Munzrahi liked her look, but she thinks it's going to be the other two to win. And this is why I still continue to think Safira is amazing. She's not delusional. She oh, knows yeah. she's not winning this. But she's she's very self-aware. You have to be. I love it. Q is congratulated on her critiques and is very happy with the result. Nymphia, like me, has a brain that is not very good at remembering things, so all she heard were good critiques. She doesn't remember specifics. And I was like, oh my god, I feel seen. Yeah, that would be me. I'd be like, yeah, they loved everything. And what did they love? I don't know, but they loved it. Nymphia feels sad about abandoning her drag family back in Taiwan, so her Angelina look was sentimental to her. Nymphia is a professional seamstress. She could gauge her time, hence the reason she was being annoying to the other bitches. Um, I feel like that was a cute little plotline to throw in there. Yeah, I, I think it, it ties into what we were saying before that like she was being very strategic. Yes. The 10 minute warning was given as the girls practice her lips and Hershey is ready to give a show before she leaves. Geneva sees how the girls are playing and she wants to let the bitches have it. We're going to watch that lip sync one more time before her. She's out. She didn't prepare the going home part. She wouldn't do anything differently. She came in with her heart on her sleeve and she likes her pedestrian realness. When was the last time you wore something pedestrian to a gig? I mean, I feel like the only time I would categorize my drag as pedestrian is when it's a walk around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or if it's before the gig, after the gig, I'm like, listen, you know, the girls knock on Fashion Nova. Um, however, comma, as a walk around, lovely. As a performance outfit, not so much. Do you think Cornbread is proud of her? You know, just getting on the show is an accomplishment. And, you know, being there and, like, preparing for it is a lot. You know, it was like, I don't think that, you know, she's going to be disappointed in her. I was like, she knew what she was capable of before she left. She could have taken a sewing class. She will read her letters from the girls. They're all very sweet, very sincere. Would you write a nice letter when your sisters leave or would you be that bitch? No, I think I would be nice because at the end of the day, we're all going to be trauma bonded by the end of it. That's true. Well, she leaves by saying, find someone and give them a hug today. It's free. Just like liking and downloading Block Talk on your favorite podcast platform. But I'm all right, I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me. What is Hershey's legacy? Uh, having children. Listen, we have had other 
parental figures on the show before, but I think this is the first time where it's been talked about in a different way, in a different light because of the climate. So I think it was really cool to have her there. Absolutely. Ooh, this challenge. I think swapping around challenges, she would have lasted longer Mm -hmm. if she had an okay runway package. Maybe Mm -hmm. she didn't. I don't know. Who was the winner of the week? Who won the week? Not doesn't have to be the winner of the challenge. Who had the best episode? Who what? Wait, you mean like who is the best like overall in the episode? Yep. Best in what regard? That's up to you to decide. Um. Honestly, I'm gonna be controversial and I'm gonna say plain Jane, um, because you know she was a cunt and she was awful. However, got her a lot of attention, and there's no such thing as bad publicity because there people have been talking about Plain Jane since the beginning. They're still talking about her, and she really found a way to make it Plain Jane's Drag Race this week. Agreed. I'm going to give it to Nymphia just because um, she did really surprise everybody, and I really do think she's playing a long game, a long con. So I'm going mm-hmm. to give it to her. All right, we got an acting challenge with the return of RDR Live. Um, spoiler, they hadn't seen it when they were filming, so they have no idea what this is, but they're reacting to it. Uh, who do you think will do well and who is going to act their way out of the show? Um, I mean, she's going to weaponize her BFA. Plasma's going to do well, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, Amanda's going to do well. She's another BFA girly. Um, who's not going to do well? Um, I don't know. Unless... Uh, Maya can um, pull that uh, personality out of her ass. Um, she's not going to do too hot. Um, I feel like you're right. I think we are going to see the theater girlies do well. So you're going to have a good episode from Q. You're going to have a good episode yep. from Plasma. You're going to have a good episode from Amanda. You're going to have a good episode from Safira. Mm-hmm. I think Nymphia is kooky enough that she should do well. Though, in a one-take live situation, that's going to be the scary part. And I think for that reason, uh, I feel like Maya is going to bomb. And I really, really am worried for Mirage. Because as fun as she is, I don't think she can act. Yeah, I also am concerned for um, Dawn as well. I feel like she yeah, can see Dawn struggling. Yeah. Um, but it's all going to come down to not only the parts they play, but who they're playing with. Also true. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like there's a lot of big personalities and you know, the personalities could do- try to dominate each other. They could swallow each other up. There's so many ways this can go. And I still believe the wrong person won this challenge on all stars. Eight. it should have gone to Mrs. Kasha Davis. So if anyone has a role that is similar to the Kasha track, where she got to play like a singular character and appear in two sketches, you're going to want that role. Yeah. After three episodes, the winner of the season is. I have no idea because it is it is so spread for me right now. Um, but I think of the three girls that have a win thus far, because it's Nymphia, Safira, and Plain Jane. Uh, my money is either going to be on Nymphia because she's playing a long game or Safira because she's just a queen's queen and she knows what the fuck she's doing. So I will it- sign off on that. I'm going to put it on Safira just because I feel like Saf- I've said this a couple times in other references and other seasons. Safira, you got her now. I don't think you're getting her again. 
Nymphia, you can put her on an all-star season. She'll come back. Very fair. I could, yeah, I could see that. And plain Jane, she can give you bad drag. She can give you basic drag. As long as she's giving you drama, she is there till the end. Yeah. And she will continue to be on Drag Race, even if people hate her because she is TV. Mm-hmm. I just don't see her winning, though. She's not winning, though. Nope. No, no. All right. Where can we find you on social media? Venmo and any projects you want to plug? All right. Well, the two most important social media uh, handles, as always, are the same. That is going to be Instagram and Venmo. That is the Spectra Electra, T H E S P E C T R A E L E C T R A, the Spectra Electra on Instagram and Venmo. Um, any important projects coming up? Um, nothing super crazy, nothing really exciting. Um, you know, my usual gigs, I'm bopping around. Um, I've been very blessed um, that, you know, I've been doing a lot of really fun um, and exciting private gigs, um, some of which I'm not allowed to speak about yet. Um, however, if you follow me on Instagram, um, you'll always see all of the fun and exciting things I have um, coming down the pipe. Um but yeah, that's that's uh, my uh, elevator pitch. We love it. We love it. Well, thank you for being here. We got 50 million thousand episodes of Drag Race this year, and I know you'll be back for some more. And you, you're, you know you're going to have me back for another ball episode. <laughs>